I think we've got a few more stories today, so um, if you have a story that you'd like to tell in a moment, just um, please fire away. Um, just to let you know that the offering we took up for the Ukraine came to £4,375. So, well done everybody. If you haven't given yet and you'd like to, just uh, send your money through and uh, uh, Helen will take care of that. Um, while you're thinking of stories, I heard a story just a uh, week or so back of uh, uh, a church where they were starting to do the discovery groups like we've been doing. And the leader of the church had a number of believers that he, he did a couple of demo sessions with them like we've done. And then he said to them, right, go and do it. Just go and find some people, you know, ask four people this week if they would like to do, like to see what the Bible has to say about God and about life. And uh, one of the guys there was really very, feeling very, very cynical, really didn't think that it would work. So he thought, well, I've got nothing to lose, I'll give it a go. And uh, within a week he had four people who had all said yes, that they wanted to find out about Jesus. So those of you who have been doing it, just want to encourage you, keep going. This is something that God is doing around the world and it's, uh, it's exciting. Who's got a story that they'd like to... Okay. Okay, so I was just... Um, I was going to tell you. Uh, that was last year, it was during the COVID, I think, you know, I was been going for an hour every day and um, just keep fit and then people on the way, I would sometimes talk or pray for or whatever, just as the Lord leaves me. And uh, so there was this young girl I used to see her walking. She looked kind of... She, she, Asian, and she could be Indian or Malaysian, or but we always used to smile at each other. She'd pass, and, and then one day I stopped her and I said, "Where are you from?" And she said, uh, "From India." I said, "Ah." Oh. She told me her name was Rani, and I said, oh, "Are you on the only hand?" No, no. She said, "I'm married." So I said, "Oh, um, do you live close by?" She said, "Yes." And then the Lord just said to me, "This was last year. I think it must have been uh, September last year." I said to her, um, "Yeah." I don't know, I didn't even know if she had children. I said, I don't know, but I really feel God saying, you, there's a desire that you've really been praying for. I think you'd like a child. And she just burst out crying. She said, yes, I do. I said, well, do you mind if I pray for you in the name of Jesus? First, you've got to me. No, no, she said, and I prayed for her. And um, then I used to see her. And then, of course, I went overseas. And um, I, 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 I hadn't seen her for a while. And, I, and then I waved to her. I saw her. And she, I said, how are you doing? She said, fine. And then yesterday I was walking up to post a letter and we, there was nobody around, just this Rani and myself, and her name, husband's name was Andrew, I prayed for him. And I said, um, I've been looking for you. I said, and I've been looking for you. She said, guess what? I said, well, she said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I said, thank you, Jesus. So I prayed for her and I gave her a word for the baby. And well, she was so excited. She said, told my husband that you prayed for me. And so, so you know, just, Wonderful. Uh, so I was really excited. So, don't give up. Yeah. Isn't Jesus good? Isn't he wonderful? Um, thank you. The, um, the way we're praying for our friends overseas is changing. So it used to be that um, one person would... Uh, collect all the email addresses of everybody who wanted to pray and as the emails came in from our family and others who are out far east that they would then distribute them 
we've decided to do that differently so that you would then you would now sign up directly so if you want to yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Let's say shop I go to and the butcher is from Pakistan and I keep telling him about Jesus. But to my surprise about three weeks a day or a month, he came to me when I asked me to pray for him. And I said why? He said because They've been having heart attacks and there's something wrong with his heart. And he's going that, that they are going to put a camera inside him because they are saying that it's so serious. So he wants, I say, well, he want me to pray for you in the name of Jesus. He said, yes. So I, I lay my hands on his head. And I prayed for him. And he said, while I was praying for him, he feel that he's well. And when he went back, there was nothing. Wonderful. So I came back to the shop. He's so happy. Following me. I said, it's the work of Jesus. Yeah, so his name is Muhammad. So right. remember him. I want him <clears> to spread the good news to his family. Yeah. Exciting. You see that it's exactly that kind of a situation where we can say to someone, would you like to know more about Jesus or would you like to see what the Bible has to say? And then we can do these discovery groups with them. And yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Father, thank you for the wonderful things that you're doing. And uh, we're just going to ask for more <laughs> uh, because we know that you are a good God and you love, to, you love to give us more. So we ask you for more that even in the midst of our brokenness and our fears and everything else that you would use us. It's been a long time since we talked about the gifts of the Spirit so I thought that uh, it'd be a good idea to do that and hopefully God was thinking the same. Um, the gifts of the Spirit uh, that we're referring to are different from our natural gifts, which are also gifts from God, but they, they are a different sort of category, and the Bible encourages us to eagerly desire them. So I, I want to encourage you to do that, to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And uh, I've got a, a word search here for the kids. Um, so Mandy, can you send that back to them, please? So on the word search, you'll find the gifts of the Spirit listed and a few other things as well, different kinds of gifts. So uh, see how many of those you can find. When Mandy and I were part of the Church of England, you, some of you want to do it as well, do you? Um, well, <laughs> I'll give you one afterwards. <laughs> They're all at the back, I think. If there's a spare one, could you send one down to Anya? She's feeling very left out. When Mandy and I were part of the Church of England and beginning the process of transferring across to be part of the vineyard, we had a wonderful opportunity to sit down with a couple of guys who were very prophetic 
uh, to hear what they had to say or what they thought God was saying. Uh, these were two people who had taken the command seriously to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. And like everybody else, they had started with nothing, but they had grown to being extremely proficient, uh, recognized internationally. Um, so it was a real treat for us to meet with them. Some of the things that they said were just generally encouraging. Uh, some of the things have yet to come to pass, even though that was over 30 years ago. But one thing they said uh, really amused me and I have found helpful over the years because they said, I see you wearing many hats. And immediately it made me smile because what they didn't know was that when I was little, I used to come into the room wearing a hat and then I'd go out and come back in wearing a different hat, <laughs> etc., etc. And so when I told mum about it, she, she laughed because it was well known in the family that I was a, a man of many hats. But the things in the natural realm can speak of the spiritual as well. And the significance of the many hats, they said, was that they felt that I would fulfill a number of different roles at different times and that I wouldn't fit a stereotype. Um, as someone whose personality type pushes me really strongly to do things right and to obey the rules and to fit the stereotype, uh, it's been quite uncomfortable at times. And this prophecy, I believe, God gave just to encourage me to be able to step out, to try different things, and uh, to have the freedom to be able to do that. And it includes being able to put a hat on, but also to be able to take a hat off at different times. So prophecy is, is very important, very special to us. Healing is another very special gift. We've, we've had some lovely stories about that this afternoon already. How many of you have ever felt the healing power of God touch you in any way? Yeah, so the majority of us. Um, I've seen God heal many people, sometimes complete healing, such as deafness going or pain being removed. Uh, many times a reduction in the symptoms, so I'll, I'll go with that as well. Even if the symptoms don't disappear completely, any improvement's a good thing uh, in my book. I've also received healing personally. Uh, my asthma was healed. Um, one occasion when I put my back out and I, I really couldn't move, it was excruciatingly painful. One of the guys at church came round and uh, he just laid hands on me in my bedroom and prayed for me and immediately 80% of the pain had gone and I was able to get up and start moving around and uh, I was very relieved. So eagerly desire spiritual gifts. The full list comes uh, here in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom or word of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. These are all gifts that are given through the power of the Holy Spirit and are beyond our natural abilities. So even with the wisdom that, it's meant, that it mentions there, some people just naturally seem to be 
wise, but there is a gift of wisdom. And that gift may be something that you use regularly, or it may be that there's a particular situation where you need wisdom, and that gift is given to you. Because the Holy Spirit distributes them to each one of us. They are all available to us, all of the time, and if we're open to God, then he will give us the gifts as we need them. If we could have the next slide up, please, Julian. Some of you may recognise this from uh, the training that we've done recently, the habits of a multiplying disciple. And uh, this is from the section on engaging with our community. And it gives us three ways to do it, three legs of the stool. It shows how to live out loud using our words, how to compassionately serve through what we do, um, through our works, and then also how to demonstrate kingdom power through signs and wonders. And for that stool to be balanced, it needs all three, doesn't it? It can't be that you just say, oh, well, my thing is to compassionately serve people. That's wonderful. But if that's all that you do, people will just think that you're a nice atheist or a nice nice humanist or something like that. Our words have to go with it. Uh, otherwise, they won't know that it's the love of God that compels us. And so we need, we need all three of these uh, words, works, and wonders. So don't wait for spiritual superstars to come along and uh, do the thing that you're lacking in, but allow God to stretch you, to grow you, and to learn how to do those other things. So what about wonders? What about the spiritual gifts that it mentions there? If the Bible encourages us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, I think it's because God really, really wants to give them to us. And they're the aspect of it that may feel least natural to us, but Jesus is just itching to give out spiritual gifts to his children. We also know that with any skill, it takes practice. We have to learn how to use them. And uh, on the next slide, it says the meeting place is the training place for the marketplace. This meeting is not an end in itself. There are lots of wonderful things that God wants to do here as we worship, as we encourage each other, as we hear stories of what God's doing, and as we eat all the food that's left over on the table over there as well. But, you know, there are so many different things that God wants to do in a meeting like this. But that's not the end of it. The meeting place is the training place for the marketplace. And uh, the more we can practice here in this safe place, I hope it feels safe anyway, the more that we can do here, the more natural it will be when we get out into the marketplace. And as Carol was saying, we meet someone as we're going for a walk, we get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, and then we're open to God for the gift of healing or miracles or whatever it may be as well. Because like Jesus, we want to be naturally supernatural. So the more natural we are, the more we've practiced these things, the more likely we are to be able to do it in a way as that is not weird and not off-putting to people. So there's a bit of good news for you. You don't have to be weird. You can leave that to me. Jesus wants us to be so familiar with these gifts that they are as natural as cleaning your teeth or tying your shoelaces. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, supernatural faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, 
and interpretation of tongues. I don't know whether you feel competent, naturally supernatural in all of these. If not, then the good news is that God wants to help us grow. That there is more for us to receive, more for us to learn, more for us to be able to see here in this meeting, but also as we go out, uh, there will be more for us to see as well. If we could have the last, I think it's the last slide. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. As we learn, we will make mistakes. Instead of tying a nice bow with our shoelaces, we'll end up with a knot. Uh, And the same is true for each of these gifts that we've mentioned. And we need to remember that the only mistake, really, is not getting it wrong, but not trying. Because unless we actually do it, we're not going to grow, we're not going to learn. People aren't going to come to meet Jesus. And uh, that's not an outcome that we want, is it? Okay, so you're with me so far? Yeah, good. A couple of people, I'll start with that. So this is what the Bible says, isn't it? We do what the Bible says. We're not just making this up, and, but this is generated from the Bible. This is why we do it. Um, some of you may know the story of how uh, when John Wimber's church, uh, they didn't believe in healing. And God convinced him from the Bible that uh, he should be praying for healing. So for a year, he preached on healing. Didn't see a single person healed for a whole year. But he carried on preaching, he carried on praying. Uh, He had lots of excuses to give to people as to why they might not be healed when he prayed for them. But he did it because the Bible says, and that's what we're called to do. So if God says to do it, what better opportunity than to do it now? Some of you don't look quite so enthusiastic, but what we're going to do is, um, actually I'll take, I'll keep one of those, Um, but if you could pass those around. These ones are particularly for the children, but Anya can have one of these as well if she likes. Um, And uh, this is just to help the children and anybody else to to hear from God. And so uh, you guys on the table at the back, you've probably done this before. But you can use these stick figures just to ask God, uh, is it a man or a woman? Uh, Where does it hurt? So you can draw a little circle where you think it hurts. Uh, Are there any particular colours? Are there any places or anything like that involved? And um, I remember when we did this once before, uh, it (laughs) it was a lady wearing a pink coat. Uh, and uh, the, the other bits of the, that the children had fit it per- perfectly for Mandy as well. So um, the rest of us, you can have a piece of paper. There are a few pens here if you need them. And in a moment, we're just going to ask God to give us uh, a word of knowledge or a prophecy, something like that. Now, you may think, oh, I never hear from God like that. Uh, actually, you do. You just don't recognize don't realize that it's God speaking. Uh, Or you may say, well, when when I ask God to speak to me, my mind goes blank. Your mind is never blank. There is always something there. There's a a thought, a feeling, a word, a picture. And so the skill is learning to recognize those 
and to recognise which ones are from God and which ones are not. So pens there if you if you like them. So um, we're going to ask God to speak to us. A few people want pens at the back there. Anybody need a pen? And then when we've done this, and I'm only going to give you a minute or two to be able to do this, because you, it's what immediately comes to mind. Um, you know, you don't have to work yourself up into a trance or anything like that. It's just immediately what pops into your mind. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak to us now, and that you give each one of us um, a picture, or a word of knowledge, or something from the Bible, and... Uh, Help us to hear what you're saying. So as you uh, just sit there with your blank sheet of paper, just write something, draw a picture, just do something. And uh, you may find that somebody else gets exactly the same thing as you. So don't be afraid if you get it wrong. And I'm not going to make you say what you got unless you're willing to say it. But this is a way for us to, to be able to learn together.